0: Welcome to Straight Talk Wealth, heard every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. with your experts in all aspects of wealth accumulation, preservation, and income planning guaranteed to last a lifetime. And now, your host of Straight Talk Wealth, Bruce Whitey on Newstalk 1590 KBTA.
1: The treasure hunters, aren't you?
0: We're more like treasure protectors.
2: Better make sure nothing happened to my goals. Hey, this is great, man. Good morning, Ventura. Hey, how you doing this glorious Saturday morning? I said that last week. I'm saying it more and more now that I live in Port Hueneme full time. I don't care if it's raining or shining or what's going on, man. We're in Ventura County. You know how lucky we are? Every Saturday morning is a glorious morning when I get to wake up and look at the ocean outside and and, uh, jump in once in a while. My God, I, sh- I saw I had a 70 year old neighbor of mine come out of the water the other day from way out in the water. It was way out in the deep. I thought he fell off a boat or something. The guy came swimming in. I hope he's listening. He'll, he'll know I'm talking to him. He had earphones and he was listening to music. He must have been doing a two mile swim in the ocean. 70 years old. Now that's Ventura County. Hey, uh, guess what? We have an incredible show. I just had to mention that. It's just revel living in Ventura County these days. Uh, But I have a really important show. And um, boy, we haven't covered this before. It's a critical title. You know, I had lunch with Spence uh, earlier this week, and he said something that caught me interesting. He says, you have an entertaining show. I go, entertaining, huh? I know it's informative. And I know uh, I have good guests, but I never looked at it just as pure entertainment. Well, I will tell you this. this Today's show will also be entertaining if, in fact, you really enjoy a good scare and a horror movie. Because this story is heavy duty. I have a former banker who I interviewed who has a new book out. And we're going to be either giving the book out for free to new callers today It's called The Coming Financial Crisis. It was previously called Crisis by Design. We're going to give it out for free to new callers. Let me give you the phone number right now so you're ready to call in because you will want a copy of John Truman Wolf's book called The Coming Financial Crisis. Uh, and if you're a return caller, guess what? I have a special deal. We will sell you the book for half price. It's my paperback book. I think it's about 14 bucks. So it's around six and a half or seven. I'll get the exact price. You can call and I will call you back during the week. I'll take your credit card and we'll sell the book to you for half price, but the new callers can have it for free. If you've never called here before and we know who's called, we have lease of people who've called. If you haven't called before, I want to invite you because When you get on our postcard list or email list, we have so much great information that we put out and make available to our listeners that you really need to be part of that. So I want to encourage that. We're going to give this book out for free to new people this week, and I'm going to uh, have it for half price. Now, who is John Truman Wolf? Well, John Truman Wolf is actually the pen name of my friend, uh, Bruce Wiseman. But... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he he writes under John Truman Wolf. And I also thought it would be confusing to have him on the show. And he's Bruce Wiseman, and I'm Bruce Whitey. And you don't know who's talking to who. So we're going to stick with John Truman Wolf. He is the creator and the author of the award-winning Tom McKenna Private Eye series. But in the nonfiction genre... His book exposing the real forces behind the global financial crisis. Because, you know, I talk about the economic aspects a lot. We talk about the natural economic pressures that will make some of these shenanigans fail in the end. But John's take is this, this attempt, this is not just innocent goofiness of the central bankers. And he really is going to call it out today. He's going to talk about a chapter called Hitler's Bank Arises Again or something like that. I forget the name of it about Hitler's bank. He's going to talk about some real banking forces because that's his forte. He knows much more about the banking sector than I do. He knows it intimately. So his latest release is The Coming Financial Crisis, A Look Behind the Wizard's Curtain. and It includes the expose of the source behind the global financial crisis as well as their current agenda. Now, in full swing, to implement bail-ins, so many of you listeners have been talking to me about what's going on with these bail-ins. John knows it intimately, and we're going to be talking about it today on the show, to implement bail-in procedures by big banks that enable failing banks to confiscate funds in their depositors' accounts and convert them to bank stock. This is Cyprus- coming to a bank near you, and we're talking about it today on the show with an expert, John Truman Wolf. He is also the editor and publisher of The Hard Truth, an online investigative magazine that exposes government and corporate corruption and abuse. This guy is hardcore, and I believe if enough of you respond and call in today and either get his book at a discount if you're a return caller or if you want his book for free and you're a first-time caller, I've got about a dozen of them. And then I'm out. So you got to be one of the first 12 callers to call me at 888 882 5578 to get the coming financial crisis, a look behind the wizard's curtain. That's who we're interviewing today, the author of the book. Triple eight 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 two five five seven eight. 5578. Triple eight 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 two five five seven eight. 5578. 882 5578. First-time callers get the book for free. It's about a $14 paperback. Uh, return callers, we will call you during the week. We'll take your credit card, and we'll make arrangements to get you the book for half price. Now, I will probably, in the course of the show today, think of some other things I can throw in to make it worth your while. We've got Harry Dent and I going one-on-one about the great gold bust ahead. Um, we also will have this interview on a CD in full, uncut uh edition so you know what everybody uh, who calls in today if you didn't get to hear the whole interview you'd like to have it we'll make that available to you for free as well the full uncut version of my interview with uh john truman wolf with no further ado let's get into the interview and uh hang on to your socks you're gonna hear who is behind the banking crisis and how are they going to bail in your money one day so, Bruce, I just got through explaining with my uh, listeners here how, for sake of not confusing Bruce Wiseman with Bruce Whitey, I'm going to refer to you with, by your pen name of John Truman Wolf at this point, and we'll continue to refer to you as John Truman Wolf as your pen name, just so people don't think I'm talking to myself.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay? <laughs> well, that's, that's good on two counts, because uh, one, I totally understand what the confusion might be, and, and secondly, I do all my writing uh, under my pen name, so that would be great.
2: There you go. And we are, we're, we're giving your book away today. Uh, for free to listeners that call in. So it's quite a treat. But let's tell them a little bit about the story and the book. First of all, I just want you to tell us, you know, we've gone over a little bit of your credentials and and your background, but tell me what the point was that you were in banking. You were probably aspiring to rise up the ranks and be a good uh, executive or administrator or middle level or high level in banking. And I don't think you have that sentiment anymore. So what happened in your life or where in your life did you start to have a different perspective than maybe when you entered the field?
0: Well, that's a very good question. It was actually while I was being a banker, and and you're right. I mean, I was a you know a young and you know rising, very quickly rising uh, bank officer in a retail bank chain in Northern California, and San Francisco, and among other things, I began looking at the machinations of the World Bank and the International Monetary Fund, which, quite frankly, uh, you know, these are words that I had heard bounced around. Um, you know, maybe seen a reference to them when I started reading the Wall Street Journal or something like that, but didn't really understand what they were, and then found in that look that these two global financial institutions, which were founded uh, towards the end of the Second World War, were basically global predators. And that kind of started my own independent, idiosyncratic, uh, to use a word meaning very uh, particular, Uh, Look at these institutions and the subject of banking in general. So that's when it started.
2: All right. Well, there's going to be a lot of temptation to digress in this interview, but let me just extrapolate on that statement you made, which is that you're saying the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, which appears to have uh, available money for countries that need to develop. And you say that was the IMF and the World Bank. Did I have those two put together correctly? Yes. Uh Global Predators. Um, I don't want to digress the whole story. There's probably a whole story there, but why do you say that?
0: Well, look, these two institutions have the polish and the statement that they're there to help uh, emerging countries and <clears throat> so forth. But, but in actual fact, their product, what they produce, what results from their activities is indebted countries. That's it. They are after or intent on having countries be in debt and having access to the assets of those countries. Um, uh, one of the things that shocked me was reading a loan agreement. I mean these are, these institutions, let's take the IMF, will get someone like George Soros to um, short sell, uh, bet against a currency of uh, a national currency which will drive the currency down. He will you know flood the market with the currency. The value of the currency will go down. The country can't export. Uh, in that case, it is devastating on the economy. He did this during the what was called the Asian flu in the late 90s in um, Thailand, Malaysia, and so forth. Um, and then when the country's in a, a mess, a financial and economic mess, uh, in comes the IMF riding on their white horse going, uh, gee, you know, you have some trouble here. You know, would you like a loan? And, uh, you know, the premier, the president uh, signs up or, or doesn't. If they don't uh, sign up, there are consequences, which we could get into if you want. Uh, but eventually, they sign. This, this is
2: the story of the financial hitman uh, that's been told in places, isn't it?
0: It's not. It's not dissimilar from John Perkins' uh, a book, uh, a Confessions of a, of a. Yeah. Is it a global hitman? No. Financial hitman. Financial economic hitman. hitman. Yeah. At any rate, um, they come in and you know lend the money to the to, to the country. How much of it gets to the people is a different question. Um, and I read one of these loan agreements. That you know, here's ten billion. Sign here. And I read one of these loan agreements and. They would stand the hair up on the back of your neck, you know. The IMF takes control of the education, the uh, population control of the country, you know, what girls can be taught, uh, tax policy, agricultural policy. This is global control. Uh, And so they caused a financial catastrophe by manipulating the country's currency and then come in and, quote, save the country by getting the country in debt. And I've written on that uh, elsewhere. So that's,
2: I don't know, it's a long-winded answer to your yep, question, but no. that's, what, that's what happened. So the IMF who come to the rescue of these impoverished countries and the World Bank are global Predators, You're listening to Straight Talk Wealth Radio. We are here every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. on KVTA. This is where the global economy and the things that are happening around the world come home to roost. And we are helping you understand what this means to your own 401k IRA and your own portfolio. And this is an important show today. We're speaking with John Truman Wolf. He is the the author of the... uh, coming financial crisis a so look behind the wizard's curtain and the number to call to get that book for free. If you have never called us before is triple eight, 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 two, five, five, seven, eight, triple eight, 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 two, five, five, seven, eight, triple eight, 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 two, five, five, seven, eight. If you're a return caller, we will make arrangements to sell you the book for half price. Now I want to go back into this next segment. He is talking about Hitler's bank is back in full force. Hitler's bank, the bank of international standards. Let's hear the story. Okay, well, boy, uh, we're setting up for our next interview here, but uh, uh, we'll keep moving through the content of the book. Great stories probably could be pulled out of each one of these aspects. So in Crisis by Design, let's just touch on this. Crisis by Design, the book, that's out. Uh, Chapter two is Hitler's Bank Goes Global. Well, okay, that's pretty scary. What, what, who is Hitler's bank going global? And uh, within that realm, tell me the hierarchy that's been established on this planet that you believe is is so dedicated to taking control eventually of the entire economic world that we live in.
0: Yeah, I will for sure. But by, by the way, just as a note to to listeners, uh, the title of the book is "The Coming Financial Crisis." Now. Um, I actually started writing the, the original edition of the book was called Crisis by Design, okay. which is what you refer to. Yeah, um, And then I edited the book in 2012 and brought it up to date for the European financial crisis. And then, excuse me, re-edited it and renamed it to expose what's currently going on. And that's the coming financial crisis. Now, to answer your Great. question... It's a big, it's a big, Hitler's it's bank a big goes global. Question,
2: that, that, that got my attention right away.
0: Well, the, the Bank for International Settlements was originally created in 1930 to facilitate the war reparations payments, actually, after the First World War. Uh, and this bank uh, grew in Europe, and during the Second World War, facilitated the transfer of the, the gold from Jews to Nazi Germany and facilitated the nazi treasury as well during the second world war they were very definitely uh, a uh, financial arm of the third reich during the second world war and then the title of that chapter is they go global and then we talk about i talk about how they grew beyond that uh... into what is now they are the godfather of the global financial mafia uh, by that i mean uh, all of the central banks of the world are members of that bank Uh, The Bank for International Settlements is what we're talking about, and most people have never heard of that bank, Um, and it is the central banker's central bank. The Bank for International Settlements, referred to as the BIS, has its headquarters in Basel, Switzerland. Very strangely, Swiss law does not affect it. Its employees are immune from prosecution. They have their own law enforcement or military on the property. It is a law unto itself, and... Central bankers from around the world fly in there uh, periodically, and they meet behind closed doors, and that bank dictates to the central banks of the world. And for your listeners that aren't familiar with such central banks, basically control the economy of a nation. They, They print the country's money. They control the interest rates.
2: Um, we have the, the we have the Federal Reserve here, and Janet Yellen, and uh, and ostensibly, what you're saying is uh, the people, of the United States, and and even Mr. Obama are not necessarily Janet's boss, but behind the curtain, the BIS in Switzerland would be Janet's boss.
0: Uh, that, that's right. I mean, what what you have is I mean, Janet's boss are the shareholders of the new the shareholders of the Fed, as you point out, the private banks. So the shareholders mm-hmm. are the New York banks, certainly the shareholders of the New York Fed, which is the senior senior Federal Reserve Bank. But they then are on the board of directors of the BIS. Um, so Janet is on the board of directors of the BIS, so is the Secretary of Treasury. And mm-hmm. the shots are called from Switzerland. So while the Fed does what it does, um, it, the, the ultimate control does reside in Basel.
2: Okay, so we have the BIS, and we have there's an enforcement wing or something of that, isn't there? I, it escapes me now from the book. I should have put the acronym down. Um, the FRB? Or oh, oh,
0: oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, the Financial Stability Board.
2: Yeah, FSB. There we go. Um, the,
0: here's what actually happened in terms of writing the book to begin with. I, read, I happened to read an article in the Wall Street Journal written and calling for uh, a GMA. This is written by the president of the New York Fed at the time. And he's calling for a GMA. I didn't know what that was. I'd never heard of it, never heard that acronym. And it actually stands for Global Monetary Authority which basically means a financial dictator for the planet.
2: And who was calling for that?
0: The, the then president of the New York Fed in an article in the Wall Street Journal that happened to be a little guy named Timothy Geithner. Right. Uh, Geithner was the president of the New York Fed then, as your listeners probably recognize his name. He became the Treasury Secretary. Uh, all part of the the Goldman Sachs crowd, while well, he wasn't a Goldman guy. Robert Rubin of Goldman Sachs was uh, his mentor. Uh, at any rate, I, I looked at that and I went, He's, he's calling for a financial dictator when you read between the lines of this article. And uh, that got me researching. And sure enough, on April 2nd of 2009, at the G20 meeting in London, and the G20 are the 20 industrial nations, Their finance ministers. These guys are basically in, in
2: control of global finance via the BIS. 20 industrialized countries of the world. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, they met in London, they meet every year, and they met in London on April 2nd, and they formed an entity called the Financial Stability Board, which is what you were asking about, FSB, and they put that entity inside of the Bank for International Settlement. Um, And it is that entity that basically carries out the dictates of the BIS and uh, communicates to the central banks of the world.
2: What's so scary about these guys? I mean, I, I, ostensibly, there's a bank that's here for stability, and there's, there's a financial standards, financial you know, stability board. That all sounds really good. You know, we want financial stability, and we want international standards. Let's cut through the chase here. What is scaring you so bad about this?
0: Well, uh, it's simply a matter of, one, the control is hidden, and there is a pretense that these uh, individuals are operating for the benefit of, you know, you and I and the guy on the street and citizens, and the economy of a country. And in fact, when you look at what they do, uh, they're protecting no one but themselves. Uh, assuming we're going to talk about the subject of bail-ins, we'll explain mm-hmm. how that operates. And But they're after protecting themselves, they're after a dictatorial control, if I can use that word. While it may sound oh so conspiratorial, the very fact of the matter is, everything I'm saying is, it's available. If you research, it's available. And So, these so, guys, so there's a
2: bypass of our control our, uh, I'm looking for the right word, but our our self-determinism over our own banking system, there is now a a process in place to bypass whatever in this country might think is best and run it from Geneva, uh, and the banks and the whole system has subscribed to this, even though it hasn't been activated.
0: Yeah, that's essentially correct. Yeah, out of Basel, actually.
2: Okay. Hey, you're listening to Straight Talk Wealth Radio. I'm your host, Bruce Whitey. We are here every Saturday morning on News Talk 1590 KVTA. I'm speaking with John Truman Wolf in this interview. He is the author of The Financial, The Coming Financial Crisis, a look behind the Wizard's Curtain. Deep, uh, experiential track in banking, deep insight into who in the global banking system is trying to take freedom and economic uh, freedom away from us. Uh, we are offering the book. His book is about a $14 paperback. New callers, first-time callers, I want to encourage you to call and uh, become part of our community. We're going to give you the book for free. The number is 888-882-5578, 888 5578 5578 If you uh, have called before, you know what? Uh, I'll call you back during the week. We'll get a credit card, and we will sell you the book for half price. It's somewhere, it's going to come in somewhere between six and a half and seven bucks. And uh, we'll give you a deep discount on that again, triple eight, 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 two, five, five, seven, eight. I will throw in my uh, CD with Harry S dent on the great gold bust ahead where I interview him one-on-one and we'll find some other things to throw in. We're always generous about that. We love giving our stuff out and uh, letting you get the education from it. This next segment, John Truman Wolf lays out more about uh, the, the new money, <laughs> That will be for central banks. He lays out um, what the t- ticking time bomb is. Derivatives, the ticking time bomb, over a quadrillion dollars of derivatives about to blow up in the banking system. Let's uh, listen in on this next segment. So what are you concerned that they may do? And and actually, let, let me lead you a little bit on this because I know from the book you have concerns about it. So let me kind of lead this and let you uh, enlighten us a little further. So we have this banking system. Now, what... You also describe in the book where you think this thing could blow. And you talk about where the trigger is to confiscate our money. And before I even get into our money being confiscated, I do want you to tell me a little bit of how deep and how hard and how blatant was the confiscation that occurred in Cyprus. And you say that the new money on the, in this world will be SDR, Strategic Drawing Rights. So I'm going to just lay a couple things out and let you weave them. Strategic Drawing Rights will be the new money. Uh, bail-ins will be the new bit way of covering the liability of the banks. Derivatives will be the next bubble, if not the same bubble, but only bigger. And the difference is this time... Governments and banks won't be on the line. It will be you and I directly. So let's weave that together because I think there's the crux of the story of the fear that is of what is in place now is the power lies in uh, subordinating our money in the bank and uh, and where that next bubble is that's anticipated, which is hugely and grossly inflated that we don't know about and how this is all going to come together. I'll let you weave it from there. Okay.
0: (laughs) Did I get it? That's a, that's a, that's a long question. Yeah, so that, let's back up. First of all, the uh, the SDRs in terms of being, quote, the new money. The SDRs will be and are in the, on the process of being the um, world reserve currency. It doesn't mean that you and I will be spending SDRs, but the central bank of the world will have SDRs. Now, quickly, so the folks don't go to sleep yeah. on that acronym, yeah. SDR stands for Special Drawing Rights, SDR, Special Drawing Rights. And, and that is the currency of the International Monetary Fund. The International Monetary Fund has a currency, a fiat currency, meaning it exists because the government issuing it says so, and that's the, the, the paperwork or the digits that the IMF uses uh, and then and they're called SDRs, special drawing rights, and the central banks will use those to buy oil and so forth. And, so and,
2: and on. essentially, that just as as we print a button here and create money from whole cloth at the Fed, that will be the international applies to any and every country uh, source of pushing a button and creating money will be special drawing rights, will be the new freshly minted uh, digits.
0: Yeah, yes, that, you know, that's correct. And uh, there's an interesting thing, um, I'll get back to answering your question about the Cyprus and Balance, but an interesting thing about SDRs in doing the research for the book, and I can't even remember how I fell into this information, but found a uh, highly confidential memo issued by the CIA in 1969 uh, when uh, there was a problem with the amount of money that was being issued by Washington to fight the war in Vietnam, uh, and the CIA uh, proposed the creation of the SDR, so the SDR, the currency of the International Monetary Fund, is a child of the Central Intelligence Agency, and that's in the book. I won't get into it more, mm-hmm. so people might find that uh, curious story re- curious to read about. Uh, going back to the the broader question that you asked, uh, let's look at it from this perspective. Uh, there are today one point two quadrillion quadrillion dollars worth of derivatives on the planet. That is um, fifteen zeros. Wow. This is a mind-numbing figure. It's, and, and again, it's almost, tell us what a
2: derivative is.
0: Almost un- unbelievable. Yeah. You know, if you were making a thousand dollars a second, yet you you, your ideal job, you're making a thousand dollars a second, it would take you, I think, thirty years to earn a trillion dollars. A quadrillion is a thousand trillion. Yeah. This is a, this is a, this is big. So, what, what are derivatives? Derivatives are financial instruments like. They're securities that derive, which is where the name comes from, derive their value from some something under underneath, some asset, some other asset. So the infamous mortgage-backed securities of the crash of 2007, 2008 were derivatives because they were packaged mortgages. They weren't the mortgages themselves. They're the packages of the mortgages, mm-hmm. and that's a derivative. Okay. So there is some use for some derivatives, which I'm not going to get into that, but mm-hmm. you know, the the kind of ensuring that your cotton crop is going to get paid for and that kind of thing has some value. However, about 60 to 70, in some cases, some reports say 80%, so we'll say 70% of the derivatives are what are called interest rate swaps. Now, again, before folks doze off, interest rate swaps are nothing other than bets between banks on the direction of interest rates. They're bets. This is a Vegas casino-like situation uh, Bank of America thinks the rate on Greek bonds is going down. Deutsche Bank thinks they're going up. They bet.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's
0: a interest rate swap, and it is a security. And then people bet on that bet, and then people bet on their bet. And there is this ginormous pyramid of nothing other than smoke-and-mirrors, casino-like gambling of betting on which way interest rates are going to go to the tune of 1.2 quadrillion dollars. Uh, And I repeat, uh, somewhere between 60 and 80, m, because the reports are different, but I say 70 just as middle ground, a percent of those are these interest rate swaps. And the banks of the planet are full of this garbage. This is fiscal anthrax. This is nothing other than bets and the interest rates go one way. Uh, Some of the banks are going to get slaughtered. If the interest rates rise and the banks bet on lower interest rates, So so
2: the risk to us is depending maybe on where we are, just depending on actually how much the world depends on that bank. If that bank bet wrong and things take a move in a certain direction, we can start having to deal with too big to fail all over again.
0: Well, so we now get into the next step because there is no longer too big to fail because the feds don't like that term because it has negative connotations. And so...
2: And so, okay, he's going to talk in the next chapter, in the next segment here, about what that, and so... Is And we'll learn more about that because we want to know about bail-ins and how deep did they go? How many people were affected? It's in the next segment. But you are listening to Straight Talk Wealth Radio. I'm your host, Bruce Whitey, here every Saturday on News Talk 1590 KVTA. We are talking to John Truman Wolf. He is the author of The Coming Financial Crisis, A Look Behind the Wizard's Curtain. And do I get good guests or do I get good guests? Are you guys enjoying this? If you are, John Truman Wolf is in L.A. I've known him for a while. He will be willing. I will be willing to have him back on the show if I know he's a popular guest. The only way I'm going to know is if you guys pick up the phone and order his book. If you're a return caller, pick up the phone. We'll sell it to you for half price. I'll call you during the week, and we will get a credit card number, and I'll get it out to you for, for cheap, 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 which... I don't mean to cheapen the material because it's very worth it. And um but you know we want to give you a little discount for being a, a part of the Straight Talk Wealth community, Straight Talk Wealth radio community. If you're brand new, we'll give you the book for free. Triple eight 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 two five five seven eight 882 5578 is the number. Triple eight 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 two five five seven eight. 882 5578 5578 I will also send you the um, CD of my conversation with Harry Dent. And it's really important to get the CD of Harry Dent because Harry's got a different take. We both, we all agree, Bruce, or excuse me, John Truman Wolf and myself, Bruce, and Harry Dent all agree this crash is coming and this banking system will implode and it is going to change our society and the world the way we know it. We have some not agreements about how, where to flee and what the safe aspects are and I think you should know all angles so it's going to be great cuz if you read Bruce's book Harry has a different take almost a diametrically opposed take you'll get to hear that on the disc that we send you of Harry Dent and you have a very complete and full education on all of this 8888825578 8888825578 8888825578 let's see John was saying and so, so so the risk to us is depending maybe on where we are, just depending on actually how much the world depends on that bank. If that bank bet wrong and things take a move in a certain direction, we can start having to deal with too big to fail all over again.
0: Well, so we now get into the next step yeah. because there is no longer too big to fail because the feds don't like that term because it has negative connotations. And so the Bank for International Settlements set up a scheme, seeing that these banks these major banks were pregnant with these derivatives and knowing that sooner or later there's going to be a calamity and I say in the book and I say here in the air it's not a question of if it's a question of when mm-hmm. this bubble breaks uh, they it, they devised this scheme called bail-in now what's a bail-in which gets to Cyprus which was the test model for bail-ins um, but a bail-in is basically this a troubled bank a bank that's failing can confiscate – listen to me, folks – can confiscate the depositor's money and convert that money to bank stock.
2: That I would repeat. be really winning stock to hold, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> the bank is failing, right? So, yeah. so now – Here's
2: some stock. So, We're failing. We had to transpose your money, but uh, you've got some stock.
0: The, the, the money set aside for for you know Joe or Joanna's college education yeah. – is now stock in a in a, in a, a failing bank. Mm-hmm. Now this bail-in policy, uh, it was tested in Cyprus, and they and they they enforced it on the banks in Cyprus that failed. Um, and then Mario Draghi, uh, a name that will live in infamy, who is the chairman of the European Central Bank, like the Fed for Europe, mandated that bail-in policy uh, be implemented in European banks on January first, two thousand sixteen. Um, and the first European bank was bailed in about three days ago. It was an Austrian bank. On March 22nd, the Canadian finance uh, minister uh, mandated uh, bail-ins for Canada. The FDIC and the Bank of England have issued a memo on how bail-ins will work in the United States and in England. So bail-ins are uh, a very real procedure, and they're designed to protect the the banks that are full of these derivatives, so that when the derivatives bubble breaks, the bank saves itself by taking your money. Now, the next question is, people ask me when I talk about this, uh, will FDIC insurance protect me? Uh, here's the answer to that question: uh, probably. However, I say probably. However, the memo that the uh, FDIC and Bank of England issue doesn't mention deposit insurance whatsoever. Not a not a word of it. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, the FDIC's insurance fund is about 67 billion. That's with a B. There are about 10 trillion with a T dollars worth of deposits in the United States.
2: Right. Clearly, so, the FDIC didn't save us in the last uh, fiasco. That was uh, the TARP bailouts and the stimulus. It, the FDIC it, was a limp noodle on the side.
0: It, it, there you go. So that's the long winded answer to your question. Um, of, you know, what are they currently doing? And um, you, you see uh, these bail-ins start, uh, tested in Cyprus, uh, mandated in Europe at the beginning of the year, and now being implemented. There was an uh, Austrian bank, and I forget its name, that was bailed in uh, a few days ago. And uh, again, to repeat, uh, Canada implemented the policy uh, last month, and uh, it's coming to a bank near you.
2: Good stuff, good stuff. John Truman Wolf, the author of the Coming Financial Crisis, Look Behind the Wizard's Curtain. Uh, you, I'm going to continue on with this interview. It says it all. But uh, you should get a copy of his book and read it. So the number to get it for free, if you've never called us before, is 888-882-5578. 882 5578 5578 If you've called us before, we'll sell it to you for half price. The operator will ask you when I can call you back. Your credit card number, we'll, we'll get a half Fifty percent discount on that. We'll get that book out to you along with my interview with Harry S. Dent on disc of the Great Gold Bust Ahead. Triple eight 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 two five five seven eight. Triple eight 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 two five five seven eight. Let's find out what these a little bit more about what these bail-ins actually looked like. John, how how deep and damaging and stringent for the individual have these bailouts been? Who, who gets hit the hardest on these bailouts, and how hard do they get hit?
0: Well, in Cyprus, they took the money in excess of the deposit insurance in in Cyprus, uh, but but they had to wait a great deal of time. People had to wait a great deal of time for their money. Um, it was a mess. My, my prediction: this is you're saying way- you're
2: saying for example, in this country, where are I think it's two hundred fifty thousand dollars of FDIC in po- deposit insurance, so everything over that, everything was just taken as a starter.
0: Yeah, they took. Um, they, they took, In some accounts, they took... They, I break it down in the book sure. exactly how much they took, but they took, um, uh, in one case, there were two banks where they did this, and they took, in one case, the amount over the 100,000 euros is actually what the insurance mm-hmm. level was, and then uh, there were some other formulas that they used. But clearly, if you have deposits in excess of 250, definitely those monies are at risk. Definitely. Um, so, um, I, my my concern is this what one of the this derivatives bubble will break like lehman brothers so one of the big banks is going to get hit with a derivatives collapse um and and there are 228 trillion dollars worth of derivatives in u.s banks bruce so uh, let's say and i'm just this isn't the case because i don't know but let's say bank of america you know starts to collapse from a, a derivatives uh, uh break mm-hmm. you, you, you're then going to have a cascade of dominoes like you had in lehman brothers yep and my prediction is is that there will be bank holidays. Does that mean the banks will shut down forever? No. But I do think that the government will shut the banks down. It's just my opinion, folks. Mm-hmm. Just my opinion.
2: But so, this is not like this hasn't happened in the world. So.
0: No, that's, that's exactly right. It happened during the Depression. But I think banks will be shut down, so that means your ATM isn't going to work, your credit cards aren't going to work, you're going to be you know without access to the funds in the bank which is why i mean at some point we can roll into what the solutions are for the average person uh, in this scenario
2: yeah and and i we're going to try to touch on that but also it's a good incentive for people to call today and get your book because i don't know if we're going to have time to go deep okay. into all of that but you do present solutions in the book
0: yeah there's a chapter on solutions yes
2: yes well, okay, you're listening to Straight Talk Wealth Radio. We're here every Saturday morning on News Talk 1590 KVTA. We are interviewing John Truman Wolf. He is the author of The Coming Financial Crisis, A Look Behind the Wizard's Curtain. Very, very knowledgeable about the inner workings of the international banking system. Now, look, um, I need to know that you like this. If you, if we don't get a lot of calls, we won't have him back. If we get a lot of calls, a lot of orders for his book, we will um, have him back again and do much more, maybe even do an event with him. The number is 888 888-882-5578, If you're a first time caller, we'll get you the book for free. Triple eight 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 two five five seven eight. Triple eight 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 two five five seven eight. If you have called us before, then we will get you a deep discount on it. Triple eight 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 two five five seven eight. Now, one thing that I've talked a lot about that I really wanted to pick his brain on, and interesting because he is not as knowledgeable in this other area. I've taken a long look at deflationary periods and how uh, life insurance companies that do not operate as the banks do. Banks loan money out 20, 30 times. They don't have your money. Life insurance companies don't hold policyholder money in a bank. they hold it large bond portfolios. And by law, I think the least that they can have is a 100% and 6% of the liabilities are on their books have to be held somewhere in assets. That's pretty lousy insurance company, 106. One of the larger insurers told me the other week they have 180% of the liabilities. If they paid every account in the house, they would still have another 80% left over and they keep it in long-term government and high-grade corporate bond portfolios. So John did not have a complete answer on this because it's not totally as ballywick, but what we're going to follow here is a little discussion that we did have on this subject. And we've got a lot more to cover on this. And John and I have been conversing by email since we did the interview. And that conversation is going a lot more deeper. We'll try to sure that with you more and more as time goes on. But I want you to hear where we went on this. I, I want to digress for just a minute because I want to talk about this Bailins thing, and this isn't something necessarily... I don't even know if it's your Ballywick. I don't know how informed you are, but... One of the things that I've published on and that we've talked a lot in the show about is the banking system versus the life insurance industry. And uh, I've puzzled over this bail-ins question because for the last year, it's come up a lot with folks. And as we talk about safe money on the show, uh, we sometimes get people coming in with scenarios in their mind where I've got to tell them that the only asset, if that's the way you feel, the only asset you should be investing in is the cattle ranch in Wyoming with barbed wire and ammo and the VN Panama with a private security guard because – What you're talking about is the, I mean, not you, John, but I mean, people come in that scared and I gotta tell them that that's the scenario you're painting and I'm not gonna tell you it'll never happen. So sometimes we have to go there. But in between, if we talk about what's going to be left standing today or 10 years from now that might be standing today, what might still be left, I wanna, I wanna pose this question to you. Uh, when you look at mom and pop, you look at the ability to confiscate funds. And maybe you know this in terms of we might have seen it in Cyprus. Maybe it hasn't been acid tested yet. But when you talk about taking money from mom and pop, that's a pretty easy target. Even mom and pop are very wealthy. They're not very united. They're, they're not a strong front. But if you move that over and you go to... um and, and I'm even going to say this, uh, I don't think this is in the same class as say you're, you're, Microsoft or you're Apple and you've got all these reserves and plans and you've built your company up on maybe some plan about your reserves. Uh, one question would be, are they as liable? to get hit. Are they as defenseless as mom and pop? And then I'm going to cover one one step further. We look at the insurance industry. The insurance industry has contract. They are contractually obliged. By law, they must have a certain level of assets versus liabilities or they can't stay in business as a legal reserve uh, company, which would mean a life insurance company. They have uh, death benefits that are promised to pay upon someone's death based on what's happening to those policyholder reserves and what's been promised on how those policies would perform. So it's a whole other layer of contractual, absolute uh, breach of contract. Just wondering, when it comes to that level of institution, do you believe that they would be as defenseless to uphold their contracting and their promises as mom and pop are defenseless to do anything about their personal accounts being raided? Uh,
0: It's a good question. Um, Here's my opinion, which is just opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, is this. Um, the insurance company has to keep its money somewhere. Yep. Right? The people that pay the premiums and, uh, you know, who are experiencing or will experience the benefits of a, whether it's life insurance or whatever kind of insurance, mm-hmm. uh, pay the premiums, and, and the insurance company has to put the money in a bank, or they have to put the money in the stock market, or they have to buy treasury bills, or or what have you.
2: Um, and, and, and let me let me raise that issue just for a minute, because it's, I think it's crucial to where the judgment is on this by law. Most policyholder reserves have to be held uh, in largely weighted uh, long term government bonds and high grade corporate bonds, policyholder reserves. The insurance companies may have their own bank accounts for the capitalization of the company and its operations. but policyholder reserves generally uh, by law have to be held in uh, long term government bonds and corporate bonds. If that would change the the balance of what you're considering here by any chance.
0: Well, uh, it, it, it's a good point, and I, and I wasn't aware of that specific uh, that specific point. Um,
2: but that, but and I'm throwing some new some new ideas here, but I, I want to get your take on it because I think I think it's an important perspective as we look around for sources of safe money.
0: Yeah, well, it, it, clearly those that are the best capital those meaning insurance companies is what we're talking about are that mm-hmm. are the best capitalized, um, and from my perspective, have the most conservative. Um, you know, application of those reserves are going to be the ones that survive the best. Um, I do an analysis of uh, banks for, you know, folks. Folks will call me or email me, and I have a, a system set up where I'll do an analysis of how strong a bank is. And, in fact, uh, well, not here to promote it, I am just about done with a second follow-up book called The 27 uh, Best Banks in America, where I, I analyzed hundreds of banks' financial statements. And look at them to determine. Okay, wow. good. If um, you know, if, if this bank is full of derivatives or this one isn't, then what their loans How liquid are they, and so forth and so on. So I'm going to publish that as a little ebook here for two or three bucks. Well, let's
2: interview again when that one comes out.
0: I, I'm, I'm, hopefully, it'll be this month. But but at any rate, yeah. The point being that you can look at the financial statements, and that you may do this in your profession of the of the insurance companies. So I do it in terms of banks, but the general. Uh, operating rules of, you know, conservative financial uh, management would, would apply to both. Mm-hmm. So the, to the degree, uh, there was one, one of the things that motivated me, I'll just diverge for a half a second, although it applies to your question, mm-hmm. that motivates me is this, I'm looking at the, the, and there are a couple of sites that rate, rate banks as there are that rate insurance companies. Um, and one of these bank rating sites had given this bank a five-star rating, which is the highest. I looked at it and they're, their liquidity, their loan to deposit ratio, meaning, yeah, you know, if if, if a bank's got a million dollars in deposits and they've lent out seven hundred thousand, their loan to deposit ratio is seventy percent. They've lent out seventy percent of the deposits, and you know, seventy is usually considered a, a reasonably safe safe figure. Mm-hmm. Um, so this bank had five star rating, and its its, it's loan to deposit ratio was one hundred and five. Whoa! And I went, what? So I looked at the statement more closely, and it had not only lent out all of the depositors' money, but had borrowed money and lent that out. So they're chasing profits. They're trying to get lots of loans on the books and make money. Nothing the matter with making a buck, but this was completely out of the range of, of sound financial management. So it's a general answer to your question being that... The the companies that you're talking about, are the the stronger, the more conservative insurance companies, are going to fare better in that kind of situation. That may sound a little simplistic, but it's the truth, and it's why I'm writing this other book, because it is these banks that have modest loan-to-deposit ratios and do not have a lot of bad loans on their books that are going to do well and that don't have a bunch of uh, interest rate derivatives. And and insurance companies, by the way, some insurance companies have got these derivatives. Sure. So you need to have someone like you, I presume, look at the insurance company to ensure that it is safe and sound.
2: Darn straight. Hey, listen, you're listening to Straight Talk Wealth Radio. I'm your host, Bruce Whitey. We're here every Saturday morning on News Talk 1590 KVTA at 9 to 10 a.m. We're talking about the banking system. Uh, if I had one thing to say, it would be this. It's one thing to have a few bucks sitting there. It's one thing to have an emergency fund sitting there. But if you have a major portion of money, particularly above the FDIC guarantees, but in this scenario of bail-ins, we are literally talking about a situation where rather than taxpayers having to bail out the next bank, You will be responsible to bail out your own darn bank. Now, in a free enterprise system, that's actually not necessarily a bad deal. It's been suggested that we do away with the FDIC, that people that put their money in banks be advised of what shenanigans their banks participate in. And if banks are more popular because they don't participate in shenanigans, then that's good for... The banks, it's good for the system and it's good for the depositors and depositors that want higher returns because the banks are involved in shenanigans. Take that risk. It, that's been forwarded as a concept. Very free enterprise. I don't disagree. But the point is just this. We don't have that today. We don't have that transparency and we won't until the system busts apart. And what we're suggesting is one, get John Truman's book. Uh, the uh, coming financial crisis, a look behind the wizard's curtain. If you're a new listener, you can have it for free today. If you call 888-882-5578, 888-882-5578. That's 888-882-5578. If you're a returning listener and you've called us before, then you can also uh, get the book and we'll get it to you for half price during the week. Now, what I, what I want to say is that you need to start learning. I mean, I, would no, I wouldn't leave $100,000 in a bank. I wouldn't leave huge sums of money sitting in CDs. What I would do, and this is what we're here to educate you on, and you'll learn about as you kind of work with us, there's some reports we will get you, is there's some other fairly liquid places to hold funds that don't participate in these shenanigans. You need to learn about them. That's what we're here about. Straight Talk Wealth Radio, (laughs) that's a long way of saying it, and I'm ducking the main issues because we just don't have time to open up a whole new can of worms on it, but call in and get the materials learned for yourself, 888-882-5578. In this last segment, I asked John Truman Wolf, what are we going to look like in a few years? How different will the world be? And if you want, and we couldn't get to his solutions, but if you want them, call and get the book, 888-882-5578. 882 5578 882 5578 well, John, I'm going to ask you one final question to kind of get a summary, but I have half my page of uh, the other things I'd, I really wanted to explore with you that I have to wait to the next interview, because uh, there's a lot of other stuff I'd like to talk about if you're interested sometime up the road. But let me just kind of finish with this question. If this plays out, if the, the coming financial crisis plays out, as you have put in your book, uh, what's America going to look like in a few years? And, uh can we? Is there any way to stop this from before it happens? Is it likely that we would stop it?
0: It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a gruesome question, frankly. Um, I don't see a way to stop it right this minute. Uh, I do, to repeat, I do have solutions what people should do to protect themselves and their deposits. Um, and um, uh, there are things that an individual can do to protect themselves from such things uh, to, to a significant degree. But um, look, if you look at the financial history of this country uh, over the last you know, several decades, just back up from it a little bit and look, um, I don't have to tell you, and I'm sure you talk about it on the show, uh, we're now approaching 20 trillion dollars in, in, in debt that you can see. This is yeah. unfunded liabilities. This is the, the government's 20. No,
2: this is just a, just. this is just on the books. This isn't what we promise that there's no money for.
0: And and these people, Bruce, are her- they're they're like heroin addicts. They can't not spend. They can't not spend. Yeah. Um, so you have, uh, as the Obama administration um, uh, did early on, although they tapered down a little bit, but deficits of a, of a trillion dollars a year, a year. So the government does their financial planning backwards. They go, okay, good. How much are we going to spend? We're going to put this much in welfare, this much in war, uh, this much in um, education, this much. Okay, good. It's $4 trillion. Okay, good. What's the income projected from taxes? Oh, it's $3 trillion. Oh, Okay. So we're a trillion short. We'll, we'll borrow the trillion. They don't go, oh, let's cut the expenses down to the income. They go, okay, good. What's it going to cost us to borrow the trillion? Yeah. That's what they do. That's how the government operates. It is fiscally irresponsible to the point of insanity and i don't see congress stopping it because it has become people have become so dependent on this we have what 43 44 45 million people on food stamps yeah for just for example and uh, unemployment insurance is endless and on and on and on it goes so
2: um so what are we going to look like in a few years it's
0: not going to be pretty (laughs) let's be honest it's not going to be pretty now the good thing about, it, if you can, one can stretch the term. The good thing about it is, is that hopefully it will uh, bring us to a level where the junk is gone and we can rebuild soundly. And to that degree, we're going to have to rely on the sense of the American people to reinstitute institutions and banking and congressional mandates. For instance, there has been a move to amend the Constitution that mandates a balanced budget. Congress can't doesn't seem to be able to do that. So I think uh, regulations should be put in place to to force that. But I I, I don't see, I think this calamity will occur sometime in the next, uh, you know, I don't know. Now, I don't have a
2: crystal yeah. ball. No, because they're some- they're good at stalling it off. We, you're you're going to fall in the trap that I'm in. The, I mean, which is we've been calling it for five years, Bruce. They're really good at stalling it off. <laughs> uh,
0: they, they are very good. Now, the, there are other stringent rules that the, the BIS, the Bank for International Settlements, has uh, mandated to go into effect January one, two thousand eighteen. Mm-hmm. There will be consequences of that in two thousand January two thousand. I mean, in two thousand seventeen. So I think the next eighteen months i mean the the truth of the matter is given the financial condition of the country and the banks, it could happen tomorrow yeah uh because uh, things are are that unstable and that uh, upside down in terms of you know financial solvency but so time between tomorrow and and um the first of two thousand and eighteen would be would be my call and i it's I okay. don't think it's going to be pleasant
2: well john uh thanks for uh Spending some time with you, I want to have you back sometime. I want to talk more about the actual situation in China, good or bad, uh, bringing the world down or holding the world up. I want to talk about inflation versus deflation, and uh, and maybe we can go into the in the on the air to some of the solutions of where to keep your money safe that you bring up in the book. But appreciate your time on it, and uh, hope to have you back sometime.
0: Well, thanks. I'll look forward to it. When the book was originally published, a friend of mine in Taiwan sent her some people in Beijing, and she sent me an email, and she said, you know, the Chinese government would like to talk to you about the solutions in the book, and I thought it was a joke, Yeah. and I said, okay, well, have them fly me over business class and put me up in this hotel I'd been to Beijing before and knew some nice places to stay, and uh, 24 hours later, she sent me an email. They'll fly you however you want, and they'll put you up wherever you want. Long story short, I... You know, the Chinese government flew me to Beijing, and I spent several days talking to some reasonably important people. One person was uh, a key member of the PBOC, the People's Bank of China, the Federal Reserve, the Mm -hmm. the Central Bank of China. So I'd look look forward to to discussing that.
2: Uh, That'd be great. We'd love to hear the story, and we'd we'd love to uh, pull more from your resources. So thanks a lot. Have a great afternoon, and um, we'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Hey, do I get good guests? Do I get good guests? You know, I I love what we're doing. You should call the station. You could tell Spence, you should tell Spence to triple my pay. Okay. (laughs) You can call the station. Tell them how much you like this show. I'm sure that they would love to hear that feedback on it. Listen, here's what I want you to take away from this, from this, uh, show is that there is, we are in a period of risk like we've never been before uh it is smoothed over it is quieted down for now but the simple mathematics behind the scene tell you that this game cannot go on forever it is not just companies growing stocks look good there are shenanigans under everywhere you look these days and the you somewhere there's going to be a change Somewhere there's going to be change. I'm tired of being, you know, the clarion call of uh, uh, here's what's coming and it doesn't happen. I'm just giving you the facts beneath the surface. I'm not the only one. We're getting the experts. We're talking to them. And our suggestion is you have a lot more concern about not losing what you've got. You should have a lot more concern about not losing what you got than whether you're going to get it five or 10% more than your neighbor. The, the risk you take today in sticking your neck out to get major gains in order to time the collapse is not worth the, the pain that could come by losing 50% of your portfolio if you are just a mom and pop during the headlights investor. Now, the story of the day in all of this is an inflation versus deflation story. That's what it's going to come down to. And I'll tell you, John Truman Wolf is a little bit of an inflationist where I'm a deflationist. But the more he and I have talked this out, the more we actually agree on the basic tenants. And I think he's coming my way a little bit about the deflation story. So we're going to have him on for some more. But when you call 888-882-5578, you got about five more minutes for the operator goes off the line. 888-882-5578. We're gonna get if you're a first-time caller you're gonna get his book the coming financial crisis. A look behind the wizard's curtain for free. If you're a returning caller, we'll sell it to you for half price. And I'm going to throw in the contrarian side of this story. The other look at how this may play out with my interview with Harry S Dent on the great gold bust ahead. Get both points of view. Great education. 888 Triple eight 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 two five five seven eight. Triple eight 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 two five five seven eight. See you next week. Content of Straight Talk Wealth Radio is for educational purposes only. Any discussion of financial products and their features is subject to change without notice. Consult your own tax, legal, or financial advisor as to your specific situation. Tax-free benefit specialist and insurance services, California license 0E48147.